Hi everyone, I'm Gary Lewis and welcome to the GEO Podcast. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the lithosphere. In some previous episodes, I've talked about the types of crust, oceanic crust and continental crust. But the hard outer layer of our planet is actually made up of the crust and the upper part of the layer below it that we call the mantle. So in fact, in plate tectonics, we shouldn't really be talking about crustal plates because the tectonic plates are actually made up of the crust and that upper part of the mantle. And together, that hard part of our planet is referred to as the lithosphere. If you like, another way to call a tectonic plate is really a lithospheric plate. So lithospheric plates are made up of this upper part of the mantle and sitting above that is the type of crust, oceanic crust or continental crust. As a quick recap, oceanic crust is thin, mostly made up of basalt with a thin layer of sediments on the top, whereas continental crust is thick and is made up of all the different rock types that you can think of, and the rocks are normally incredibly old. So these crust types sit on the hard upper part of the mantle, and the boundary between the crust and that upper part of the mantle is known as the Morovisic discontinuity, or sometimes just the Moho discontinuity. I'll come back and talk a little bit about the Moho later on in this episode. Below the Moho discontinuity, you get one rock type, and it's called peridotite. Peridotite is an igneous, dense, ultramafic rock, which means it has less than 45% silica. So in our igneous rock classification, where you've got the rocks that are the richest in silica at one end, like granite, you then get less and less silica all the way down to gabbro, which is referred to as a mafic rock. Then if we take even more silica away, you get the ultramafic rocks, and that is where peridotite sits. Peridotite is really rich in the minerals olivine and pyroxene, and both of those minerals are really rich in magnesium and iron. We know what peridotite looks like because in some volcanic areas, chunks of peridotite from the upper mantle have been brought up via volcanic eruptions and we find nodules of peridotite sitting in lavas. So we get like basaltic lava and in it are these nodules of bright green, coarsely crystalline rock that is the peridotite that has come from that upper mantle layer. So in summary, you've got the lithosphere, the top of it is made up of the crustal rocks, then below those we've got this layer of peridotite. And the thickness of that lithosphere can be around about 100 kilometres on average. Deeper in the earth below the lithosphere, we continue to have peridotite, but its property changes once it reaches a temperature of around about 1300 degrees Celsius. At this temperature, the peridotite starts acting like a plastic. 
Imagine, if you like, chocolate that's been left in the sun and starts getting warm and will actually start to flow. Or silly putty, which will actually flow downhill if you leave it long enough. Very slow plastic deformation. Or for those people who remember the oil-based modelling clay like plasticine. As it got warm, the plasticine would actually flow, but when it was cold, it was really brittle. So as we go deep into the earth... We get through the hard layer at the top as the lithosphere, and then we get to this plastic layer of peridotite that is so plastic it can actually flow. And this layer of the Earth is called the asthenosphere. And the boundary between the lithosphere and the asthenosphere is that magic 1300 degrees Celsius mark when that peridotite rock starts to flow because of the temperature increase. What's really important to know here is the hard rocks above the asthenosphere, the lithosphere, can slide and move over that plastic layer of the asthenosphere. And we record that movement as plate movement in plate tectonics. Now, in some places of our planet, where the plates are moving apart, so divergent plate boundaries, like at mid-ocean ridges, that asthenosphere comes right up close to the Earth's surface. And that allows molten material to well up and be added to either side of the plate boundary. In continents, underneath those large, old continental masses that we refer to as cratons, that asthenosphere boundary layer is much, much deeper in the Earth. But if we average out the boundary between the lithosphere and the asthenosphere around our globe, the average depth is around about 100 kilometres. Now, there are some really special places we can go to on Earth where we can find the boundary between the crust and that upper lithosphere exposed at the surface. So that is an ancient Moho discontinuity where we can see both the crustal rocks and the peridotite that made up the upper mantle portion of that ancient lithospheric plate. Finding places like this has meant that we can get a greater understanding of how these lithospheric plates are made up. Another tool that geologists use to study the lithosphere and the underlying asthenosphere is seismic data. So when an earthquake takes place, the earthquake waves propagate down from the fault into our planet. And those waves react differently when they're in hard rock and plastic rock, and in fact differently, even between different rock types. So if you like, earthquake waves can be used to ultrasound our planet so we can see the internal structures. And that is how we know where the boundary between crust and the upper mantle, that moho discontinuity, and more importantly, the boundary between the lithosphere and the plastic asthenosphere, because the earthquake waves travel differently through those materials. So in summary, the lithosphere is the hard, rocky outer layer of our planet. It's made up of the crust at near the surface, followed by the upper mantle that's made up of peridotite, and the boundary between the lithosphere and the underlying mantle is known as the asthenosphere, which takes place when that upper mantle material, peridotite, 
reaches a temperature of around 1300 degrees and it starts to flow like a plastic. And most importantly, our tectonic plates are lithospheric plates made up of crust and the upper mantle. And that's it for this episode about the lithosphere. But as normal, if you want to find out more about plate tectonics or geology in general, come visit us at geoetc.com. That's G-E-O-E-T-C.com. If you're a school teacher, we've got activities that you can use in your classroom. If you're a student, you can find more information about plate tectonics, earthquakes, volcanoes, and other geologic phenomena. Or if you're just interested in geoscience, you can find all of that information and more to help you understand what's happening with our planet. But for now, keep on rocking.